Hello guys, this is Will here. Welcome back to our Res Roots podcast. Just give you a little uh, description of our Res Roots podcast of why we do this. And uh, our podcast is about indigenous people and their lives as they have experienced them. We talk about aspects of diverse indigenous groups that live on the continent that are mostly forgotten. We seek to show real life to people who don't often see indigenous people outside of living in the igloo or the teepee. We interview Alaska Native people, Native Americans, and First Nations people of Canada. We hope to bring education with our indigenous word of the podcast and shine light on myths in the mainstream of dominant culture believe about Native people. And of course, you know, we love to laugh. So we love to share jokes and humor. Native humor is probably the best humor out there. So, But yeah, I got a guest here. Um, what is your name? My name is Daniel Esplin. Daniel. Phone Esplin. number is no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, chart number. <laughs> chart number. <laughs> CIB number. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, where are you from? And just give us a little, uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, I work uh, full time at uh, Indian Bible College, primarily as the um, the recruiter. So, I'd like to travel around and recruit for the college. I visit high schools, uh, churches, um, all over. I mean, I was up in Seattle area. I got to visit your res too, Will, in Idaho. Yeah. And um, I go up to Montana, been up to Alaska. And yeah, it's pretty neat to see these different places and recruit for the college. And uh, um, so that's primarily my job. And then secondarily, I teach one class on biblical manhood here. So that's really, really um, exciting class I teach as well. And yeah, I just help out with doing music. And, and sometimes I lead a, a small group of a uh, mentoring group for the guys here too. And um, yeah, um, been working here for the last 16 years since 2006. So a long time, Big Will. Dang, I was long. 10 years old, bro. You were 10 years old? <laughs> Man, 2006. Sorry, you pointed that out. I was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, so I've been here for a long time, and uh, I am a graduate of, of Indian Bible College, too. So I uh, graduated in 05. The school called me back a year later and said, hey, we, we're looking for somebody to recruit. And uh, so I love to travel. I love to see, you know, different parts of the country. And I said, you know what? I love what, what God is doing here, too, at, at IBC. So... So I've been ever, here ever since, and uh, I guess they haven't gotten tired of me. I'm still here. Yeah, so still here. Still got your job. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you introduce yourself in your, your language? Because someone might be related to you. Yeah. So uh, in Navajo, we say, uh, so I just introduced myself. I said, um, part, I, I am uh, part of the Towering House clan. So any Towering House people out there, um, I'm also born for the Bitterwater clan. And uh, my last two clans come from my grandparents, which are um, Tuchitni, Red Streak Running, and uh, also uh, Bitterwater is my fourth clan too, so. Yeah. So anybody related to me, um, uh, I'll be coming by and bar asking for some money. So, 
Yeah. Give me some uh, food stamps. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I heard you got your hardship check. Yeah. <laughs> Borrow your hardship check, too. So. so can you give me a little bit of a background of the history of your people? Yeah, so the history of the Navajos, um, you know, we we reside in uh, Four Corners area. Most of our reservation, our land is is in the uh, Arizona, but parts of it go into Utah, New Mexico. But uh, yeah, our people have roots all the way up to Alaska. Um, I know the Athabascans are were, were related to them. I was up actually up in Alaska back in like 2007 and uh, met a met an Athabascan man, and he came up to me and said. He said, hello, brother, and he started speaking Athabascan, and I, I could understand him. Oh, that's crazy. That was really cool. So we have some roots up there. Um, I know there's also a, a group of people called uh, Diné, Diné, which is similar to Diné. And um, so my grandma used to tell me stories when I was a kid that, uh, um, you know, our people went on this long, long journey, and... Uh, we, we uh, crossed over great uh, bodies of water and even a place that was really cold and, and you know, there was snow 24-7. And uh, she said that, um, you know, there was, there was a group of Navajos that decided to go ahead and look for some drier, you know, fruitful land. And, uh, and so they set off on, on their, on kind of on their journey and, they never came back. They just, I guess, and I was just thinking, I don't know how much of this is, is true, but I'm wondering if like, you know, the people that, that left were, were the Navajos who came down to the Southwest area and maybe the ones who stayed behind were the Athabascan and mm-hmm. some of the other groups up in Alaska too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Navajos, we reside mainly in the Southwest and uh, so that's kind of our, our homeland too. Crazy. Uh, I remember hearing about that. That you guys are really similar to that tribe in Alaska. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, where where specifically are you from in the Navajo Res? Yeah. So I'm from a town called Red Lake. Yeah. In Navajo, we call it Twinahali. Uh, Navajo it means uh, where where the where the water springs out. You know. So we we call it Red Lake. And uh, but. Uh, there's been no lake for about a hundred years. And it was funny because when I was a kid, we used to hang out at the trading post. And I remember this, this group of um, tourists, they were traveling through. They had, a, they had a huge boat. They came through Red Lake and they stopped at the trading post. And we were all eating our ice cream outside the trading post. And um, the, the, the tourists they're like, hey, do you guys know where the, the lake is? And like, they had a huge boat. And I'm like, well, there hadn't been no lake here in 100 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm from a place called Red Lake, which is about, um, uh, we have about 2,000 people in our community. And, uh, yeah, we just have a small little store there and a uh, little, little trading post. We have a little middle school. But that's where I grew up, kind of just out in the desert, and used to play with lizards and <laughs> go for go for uh, walks and stuff. And uh, scorpions, yeah, they got some scorpions. There's scorpions, rattlesnakes, and uh, grew up all around the, those things too. So, you ever been stung by a scorpion? Uh, never been stung. I did. Really? I mean, well, it wasn't on Red Lake, but it was in White River. Ooh, 
that it stung me like right on my uh, left tricep. Mm-hmm. Man, it was funny because I thought I was uh, thought I was sleeping or like I slept on it wrong because mm-hmm. my whole arm just felt funny. But then like I remember uh, the guy that was sleeping next to me on an air mattress the night before. He was like had his sandal and he kept smashing the ground. I was like, "What the heck is he doing?" And then I was like, "What are you doing?" And then he's like, "Oh, I'm killing all these scorpions." And I was like, "There's scorpions here." And I was like, oh, "What the heck?" <laughs> And that's when I was like, oh, man, I think I got stung. That thing was killing me, man. That hurt. Wow. I've never been stung by a scorpion. But. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, uh, centipedes, tarantulas. Actually, I'm at my grandma's house. She So when I was a kid, my grandma had a hogan that we, we, that we used to all sleep in. And then so there's like a night hogan where we sleep. And then there's a day, day hogan where we hang out during the daytime. But... At night, we were walking back to the night Hogan, and I remember it was a full moon. And I remember seeing, like, the ground was literally moving. And so we turned on our flashlights, and there was thousands and thousands of tarantulas just migrating at night. And that's where my 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 spider phobia came from. Yeah, so I, ever since then, I've been scared because I was like, I thought these, these tarantulas were going to... Like carry me away and stuff and eat me as a kid. Asking <laughs> carry you away. You know? <laughs> so what, what what would you say? Like what is the most memorable moment? You know about being you know Navajo. Probably the most memorable moment. You know being being native or being being uh, Navajo. Probably was uh, when I was um, uh, when I got to go to France. Yeah. Um, So in 2008, my wife and I, my wife's from the Seneca tribe, by the way. And uh, we went to France and um, the French people, well, Europeans in general, you know, they're just, they have a fascination with native peoples. And, uh, but everywhere we went, when we told people, you know, we're not, we're not from Colombia, you know, we're not, we're not uh, Venezuela or whatever. Um, people just fascinated that were that we were that we were native american and uh just the questions we got and the love the respect just that opportunity you know to go in people's homes and talk with people on the streets that was really cool and uh because you know growing up on the res like you know you sometimes you're kind of ashamed you know to to be native or grow up on the res or even speak speak the language or stuff like that but um, yeah, I think that was probably the most memorable, memorable time because I guess it just showed me like, you know what, God, you know, has created me for a reason and I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be, you know, um, that God can use my background, my culture and all that stuff too. Something, what is something you learned about your indigenous roots that you now, that you cherish now that you're adult, an adult now? So. Yeah. I think probably a lot of the what my mom taught us when we were kids. I have two brothers, one younger, one older, and uh, you know she always told us to, you know, to go out and see the world. Um, you know, I always I always cherish the moments that you know my, our our mom used to tell us. You know, just work hard. You know, take care of your family. Um, you know, just just uh, just to be be a man who you know, um, really just respects other people too. 
and uh, she would she would always tell us to work hard and continue to um you know just to work work for i guess don't 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 set any, any limits to our lives and uh so we've we we've all done that um i have a younger brother who's in the military and uh, he's doing he's he's a great role model to me and um you know he's he's been in the military almost 20 years now and uh i have an older brother too who you know takes care of his family and you know has a has a good job and you know he's and i think that all goes back to my mom she never gave up when when things got got hard and and tough and difficult and uh but there's a word that my mom says to us uh in navajo we say it means you know no crying you know no <laughs> crying about it <laughs> so you know no matter how hard it is um uh, my mom would always say you know don't don't cry about it just keep going and you know keep uh keep finding a way a solution to to fix it or to to move forward and uh so today i still i still cherish cherish those those times when you know she spoke to us and told us told us what's what you know yeah yeah it's cool because you know for me i would say uh i remember one day my dad um he um uh, asked me he's like hey you want to go to town with me i was like yeah sure i'll you know go to town you know, everyone that gets you know, everyone on the res when they get a chance to go to town, they're all in for it. Yeah, just, <laughs> let's go to town. So, going to town, and as I was as we we're making our way to town, my dad was like, um, he talked about like his just frustrations with some people that he's working with, and then he told me he's like, yeah, he, and I told him like how I felt about, because usually I would always think about what other people think of me, like I'm gonna be like insecure. And then I remember my dad, we was like saying, he's like, you really, he's like, you really should stop that because you, it takes too much energy for you to think about what they're thinking of you. Yeah. He's like, you can't really please everyone in this world. He's like, just be yourself. And that was like, blew my mind because I was like, because that's my problem is I always think of what people think of me. But mm-hmm. that's where I like, you know, remembering where my identity is and which is in Christ, you know, so yeah. I think that's the one thing I was I really cherished, you know, because I think I was like 18, maybe 17 when my dad told me that because I think at yeah. the time I was kind of struggling a lot with my insecurities. So. <laughs> yeah, another, I think another thing that I learned that I really cherish today is, you know, obviously fry bread, you know, fry yeah, bread's fry big. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned, I learned how to make fry bread, um, and uh, I'm big. I have to tell you, Will, that I I have uh, I make some of the the, <laughs> the amazing fried bread. So, <laughs> in oh, fact, oh, yeah. Oh. In fact, my mom she tried it and she's like, "Man, this is pretty good." You know, she's like, "I think I have to retire." So, <laughs> well, do you want to talk about your uh, fried bread contest? <laughs> yeah, actually, I uh, I was in the fried bread contest here at at Indian Bible College for the last couple of years and. Uh, Last year I came in third place. Was that third place or fourth place? Fourth. fourth place. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Michael beat you. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but I was calling for a recount because the winner, the the girl who won, her husband was a a, a judge, so uh, I think that was that was tainted. Yeah, it was rigged. It was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do make some good fried bread, and um, you know I've had a few NTs out there that said, "Man, this is some good stuff." So. Yeah. yeah. 
That was a good time. It's always fun when we do that fry bread contest here because mm-hmm. not only you get enjoy fry bread, but you know just seeing everyone have fun, you know, making fun and making fun or having fun making fry yeah. bread. So yeah. So if you're listening out there and want to challenge me to a fry bread contest, um, you know where I'm at. I'm here at uh, Indian Bible College. <laughs> <laughs> and now this is a question that is not on what I was going to ask you, but. Uh, as for you, because you know you do recruit, you do you do recruit students, um, and you see the students that you recruited that are coming here, and you see the growth taking place. Like, what does that mean to you? That that's that means a lot because you know I'm 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 always I'm usually the first person that students connect with when I'm recruiting, whether at a high school event or you know they call in, but. I think it's one of the one of the greatest uh, encouragements because to see students come in as students, you know, they're scared or they're nervous and, you know, they come in just eager to learn and then to see them graduate, you know, it's like one of the, I don't know, it's almost like seeing, uh, you know, somebody just blossom, you know, into, you know, like a, like to fully bloom you know, and, and to, to see them grow in so many ways and uh, to see students healed or start the healing process in their lives too. Like uh, that, that's what excites me. And I love, I love being a part of it. And I know, there, I know there's so many people that are, are in that process, but um, you know, I love it when students are finishing and to hear like, you know, the stories of hardship and victories and stuff. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons I love working here, and uh, to see kind of the start, start and the ending of of their of their time here at IBC. Yeah, because I I remember uh, I think I was I took a year off from high school and I was just trying to figure out well I was working, but I was like I knew something was like this wasn't it for me. I was like God, I know there's something else He want me to do. And it's crazy because like literally I don't know how, but like you know, God I just literally heard it in my voice and like. Indian Bible College, and then typed it in, and there was a website, and I applied. <laughs> Literally, like what, about an hour or so later, you were you responded to me. I was like, "Oh, dang, that was fast, dude!" <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I remember the whole process walking through that. You walking through that process with me, you know, picking me up at the Amtrak, and then uh, taking me to China Star. And I yeah, we took you to China Star <laughs> when. So when when Will Will first came to IBC. We took him out to here in Flagstaff. We took him to a China buffet, and man, we tore it up. Yeah, we tore it up there. Really, I got really sick. <laughs> I got sick. Yeah, <laughs> I was just too scared to say no. I was yeah. Like, yeah, of course, I guess I'll go with you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's cool though, because I remember you shared that in the chapel before. Like, you know, your heart for it is to, you know, when you. I never really thought of it until you pointed it out. I was like, man, that's so true. Like you, you're the first one to talk to everyone on yeah. the students, and then, and yeah. then you like recruit them, and then you see that you know God really working in their lives. So I was like, man, that's really well, you're graduating too this year, right? Yeah. This May. So man, I'm gonna be sad, kind of a bittersweet time too to see you go. And uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, finally make it to the finish line, <laughs> crawling there, <laughs> yeah. <anyways. laughs> yeah. So, all right. So then this next one is that say what segment. You know, that say what, say what, say what. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is one thing about your culture 
about by someone out of your people group that made you think, say what? Like, say what? Yeah. Probably. Well, I was talking, I was mentioning I went to, we, we went to France and Germany and we, we, we've been to Spain too. And um, it's crazy. Like a lot of people ask us, they're like, when they find out that we're, we're native, like they ask us like, these questions and they always ask us like, do you guys still live in teepees? You know? <laughs> so I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> and I'm um, like, no, we live in regular houses. You know, we live in, you know, just yeah, regular, regular houses yeah. and trailers and stuff like that. And, and then they always ask us too. They're like, yeah, do you guys still ride horses? Like, do you ride horse? Like, no, that's, I mean, Maybe for fun, but we don't ride it to work and stuff anymore. So, yeah, the, I think those questions really uh, kind of just made me think, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then they'd ask us, like, you know, do you guys, you know, do you guys live in teepees? Or, and I tell them, you know, we that's part of the Plains tribes, you know. Yeah. That was, we live in, like, traditionally they used to live in Hogan's, but I tell them, we, we, we live in regular homes and... You know, we drive cars just like you guys, and we we don't do smoke signals anymore. We have <laughs> cell phones, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably uh, one thing that made me say say what. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was trying to think of that too. I was like, I think it's probably similar to yours, yeah. the TPs. But I know that we do stay in TPs like during like powwows or just yeah. Even sometimes when people go out camping, they'll pull out, they'll bust out the teepee and the teepee poles, but yeah, they don't live in it. You know, it's like <laughs> day to day, they don't live there 100%. But right, yeah, I would say it's the same too. It's like everyone's always asking, Do you guys live in teepees or stuff like that? Yeah. So. Or someone that once asked me, they're like, Do you guys have casinos on your res? And I'm like, Yeah, we have five. And then they're like, well, you know, do you guys, you guys must be rich. Like they think we're rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, we, we don't, we don't get any money. And I think like they think that maybe every tribe has casinos and that, you know, every, all the natives are rich or something like that. But I'm like, man, I still need my hardship check. <laughs> nah, <just kidding. laughs> so I was going to ask you too, uh, what, what, um, are the Navajo slings? You know Navajo I mean? slings? Like the knee or... Uh, Navos, we say a, a, <laughs> or a lot of Navos. Like if you ask somebody, like you know, what are you doing today? And I'm eating, eating at this whatever buffet, and they'll say, "Is it? Is it? <laughs> Is it?" <laughs> you know, when someone's from the red, they say, "Is it?" Yeah. So <laughs> say yeah, or going to I'm going to school at Indian Bible College, and they'll say, "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need you to explain uh, two of them to me if you can. Okay. All right. The first one is is is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to explain that one to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, where where did you hear that from? Um, I hear it a lot. Um, I think I remember one time I was with uh, Joshua Ortiz, aka Uncle. Um, <laughs> I think we were. Uh, it was like a group of us, and we were going somewhere to go eat. And someone forgot their wallet. And Josh was like, forgot your wallet is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, yeah. Wow. How do I explain is? 
So, I mean, if you're Navajo and listen to this, you you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> so I'm gonna do my best to explain what is is means. So if you if you say, how do I say this? If you say is, like like that 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 situation, you know, I forgot my wallet, you know, and if somebody says. You know, what do you mean you forgot your wa- your wallet? Is you know, it's almost like saying, um, <laughs> it's like saying, um, it's almost like you're questioning, you're questioning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I say forgot your wallet, is you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, uh, it's almost like you're you're ma- it's like I'm calling you out, like you're you're making it up. You know, you're making it. Yeah, it's like you're lying. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're just lying. You're just a little liar, you know, naughty (laughs) one. Yeah, so, so like, for example, Will, if you say, yeah, you know, I scored 50 points, you know, and then then I'll say 50 points is, (laughs) it's like 50 points, you liar, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, because I remember Josh like you said it real res too. Got your wallet is. Yeah, actually, yeah, that it's basically calling you out as a liar. You know, saying you're lying. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. No uh uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-uh. Yeah. The second one, you know, I feel like I know it, but maybe you can tell a story or something behind it. Is Yadala. Oh, yeah, it's personal now. <laughs> yeah, yadala. Yeah, yadala is basically an expression of like, you know, you're you're just frustrated. You know, like you're frustrated. You're, you know, you're just uh, annoyed. You know, you're just angry, or I don't know, like like if some like you know if a little kid you know, spills a milk or something or, you know, it's not listening, you know, you would say, Yadala, you know, like <laughs> I'm frustrated with you or so, um, yeah. So like, you know, if somebody, like if you're playing basketball with a bunch of guys and somebody shoots the ball and misses it and you can say, Yadala, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, I'm frustrated. I missed a shot or yeah. So I remember, uh, driving around here in town and uh, came up to a stop stop sign and uh, I wasn't paying attention to the car in front of me, but I, I looked at their uh, license plate and it says Yada La One. <laughs> Yada La One on there. So if you're listening out there, Yada La One license plate, we, we were parked behind you. So <laughs> it's funny because <clears throat> my wife is Seneca and... Um, I mean, her language is totally different. Yeah. But one of the few Navajo words she knows is uh, yadala. So. <laughs> Wait, is it really a Navajo word or is it? It's a Navajo word. Oh, okay. Yeah, this yadala. Whole time I thought it was just the same. No, you it's know? a Navajo word. It comes from Navajo. That's crazy. Yadala, come on. Well, yadala. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I remember hearing some uh, some Navajo elders in the church set. And yeah. It's like. Yeah. I'll straighten up. Yeah. Start acting right after that. So so like if you go to a food stand and the and the you go up there and they're like, Oh, we're out of food, you know, you can say Yadala. It's like, man, I'm frustrated or um out of food is Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> out of food is <laughs> they just started you know, Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I as like you that. can tell, I've been around Navos <laughs> too much here. So. Yeah, because Will, you're, uh, what are you, Nez Perce? Yeah, I'm Nez Perce. Yeah. And 
I always get mistaken either Navajo or Apache. And they're like, are you Navajo? I'm like, no. Really? Apache? I'm like, no. Like, I'm up from the north in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. I got to visit your high school. Yeah. I was up there recruiting and uh, got to visit your high school. And congratulations on your high school. They were uh, back-to-back yeah. state champs, undefeated. Know, man. Boys and girls. That's crazy, man. Those guys are kids. Some really, some ballers, dude. Like, yeah. Especially, like, real, like, athletic. Like, man, they... They can dunk. Yeah, they dunk. Yeah. yeah that's what I was saying. I was like, it's man. like, man, I could barely touch the net when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's cool, though. Yeah, but been here at IBC for about a good six-plus years, so the Navajo ways are kind of rubbing off on me sometimes because I'll be like, yeah, the Yeah, the is. The one is finally getting to me. I'm starting to say it more. <laughs> but, all right, so... The next one I want to name the native word of the segment. So what is a word from your na- native language that you want to teach our listeners? Ah, oh, man. My favorite word is, well, I have a lot of favorite Navajo word, but my probably my favorite one, the name of a town on, on, on the Navajo Nation. It's, in, it's located in New Mexico, and the town, the word is called Zilnaoditli. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. Just Can you say that, Will? No, try it. It's like the little shh. I can't do those. I'm gonna try it. Just now, Disley. So it's like this. Just not. Not. Oh. Oh. Disley. Disley. Yeah, you go, big one. I find you now, a woman. asking. Yes, no, no, don't go there. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite word just because of the way it sounds and like, yeah, it, it's basically it's it's a mountain in uh, near Bloomfield, New Mexico, and um, uh, so that mountain is called Zisnaoditli, and so the town is named after that mountain, but it basically means it means um, you know the mountain that's the same the same from all sides. I guess if you if you were to travel around that mountain, like it looks the same, like from any direction. So that's what that's what the people say from there. That's what they told me. So is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they told me is. Yeah. All right. So I think for me, the one that I learned last year, and not to get like deep or anything, but it's something when I finally when I learned this word, I've been saying a lot in my prayers. And this is what it is. Tim the Koimatsa Enim Kapsi Nawiki, which means my heart is ugly and I want to turn away from it. Mm. So, like, repentance, you know? Yeah. So, that's something I always pray. Like, always pray that, like, yeah, my heart's ugly. Sometimes, you know, I need to confess mm-hmm. and then I need to repent. So, yeah. I learned that word last year and, man, it just stuck with me ever since. So yeah. One of my favorite words to say. That's awesome. Especially it's really long, so it makes it sound like really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome, man. That's cool to hear uh a little bit of Nez first language too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's Tatsumewi. Tatsumewi. I learned Tatsumewi. that. That's that's good morning in Nez Purse, Tatsumewi. Yeah, Tatsumewi. Yep. Well, yeah, man, I just wanna say thank you, Daniel, for you know taking some time to making some time to uh do this podcast with us and 
I guess before we close out, you should tell me a quick IHS story <laughs> if you got one. Oh my gosh, I got a lot of IHS stories, <laughs> man. What's your chart number? What's your chart number, man? Some of the some of the meanest meanest people, man. IHS, and they 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 don't mess around. They just you know yell out your name and stand over here, you know. <laughs> What's your chart number? And I'm like six years old, you know. I don't know what my chart number is. I don't know. You have it right in your hand. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, those the ladies, the men, ladies at IXS, they they work hard and you know they they do all they can with with the lack of resources and stuff. But uh, my I have a an uncle who used to work for IXS and uh, a few uh, a few aunts that used to work there too. And uh, so I'm just thankful for them. But yeah, I I guess one memory of IXS. Um, I have a cousin. He passed away back in the '90s. His name is Timothy Esplane. He has a huge. Uh, 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 it's like a painting in in the IXS over over on Tuba City, and uh, I got to see it a few weeks ago. I was over there, so oh, nice. yeah. So, but he passed away, and uh, but that's that's one of my memories there. Hmm. Other than trying to get some food out of a, a vending machine too. Yeah, the, the food didn't even, or the chips didn't yeah. fall <laughs> down. <and> just stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's. that's that's not happened to me one time in the clinic where I live. Really? I'm trying to shake it. I want my chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, well, is there anything you want to say before we close it? Well, out? I just want to say thank you guys for listening and supporting uh, the podcast here. We're really thankful that, uh, you know, you're able to listen in and uh, just pray for the students and then listening to this podcast. Thank you for your all support. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if you're interested in IBC, contact Daniel. Amen. Yeah, I'll post his email and all that stuff in the description. So. Yeah, if you're interested in classes online, part-time, full-time, uh, you can call us at 928-774-3890, or you can find us online, indianbible.org. We're on Facebook and Instagram as well. So. Dang, you said I'm really professional, man. That's my job, yeah, Big Will. That's, like, that's my job. So Navajo Spice here. And <laughs> <laughs> These guys call me Navajo Spice. So yeah, Navajo that's, Spice. That's my name when I play basketball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, so thank you guys for uh, listening. Hope you guys are doing good. Love you guys. All right. See you guys later.